0: Hi, friends, and welcome to my treehouse. My name is Miss Adventure, and I'm so glad you're here with me today. You can grab a hold of the rope ladder and climb on up to join me. Watch your step. I would normally say grab a cushion to sit on, but we're in for a big adventure today. So I need you to grab a helmet and a space suit, and then buckle into the spacecraft. I, I mean, treehouse. Maybe we should call it a treecraft. Or a spacehouse? Either way, here at Miss Adventure's Treehouse, I love having fun, being silly, sharing stories, making new friends, and in the process, learning what makes Jesus so special, and what makes us so special to him. You all look amazing in your spacesuits. For today's story, we're going to need a new vantage point, up a little bit higher. What? You didn't know you were going with me to outer space today? That's okay. You don't need astronaut training when you're with me. I take safety very seriously, and nothing ever happens that's crazy at the treehouse, right? So if everyone's buckled up, I'll just get these rocket boosters ready to fire up, and can you help me count down to blast off? So it would be so proud. Stay seated, friends. I think something's malfunctioning and we're spinning out of control like a balloon someone blew up and let go of without tying. Abort mission. Where's the off button anyway? It's gotta be around here somewhere. Phew. I'm sure glad this was only in our imaginations. Otherwise, we might be in trouble. Maybe we'll just stick close to Earth and leave the space exploration to the astronauts like Captain Curtis in our story today. Are you ready to blast off? Wait, was that too soon? Let's launch into... Let's just start our story. Oh, and before we start, I want to say a big thank you to Ella for your artwork. She drew a great picture of Fiddlesticks from Hug's Great Escape. He's so cute, I just want to snuggle him. And thank you also to Everly and Reeve for your artwork. They drew some really cool pictures of Peacock and Peahen and Peacock's dad with their hot air balloon, Mikey and Rocky's family in their house, and Callie, her grandma, and Frankie the Frog. Absolutely great work, you two. Thank you all and your little brother Declan and little sister Ella for listening. And finally, one big thank you goes out to my amazing kids, Samuel and Amelia, for playing the roles of Moon and Nevea, and for my new friends at Classical Conversations Hazlitt for their part in the treehouse in today's story. Now let's get to it. Today's story is called The Moon's Reflection. Nevaeh peered through her tear-filled eyes up at the night sky from her space-themed bedroom window. Moon, why are you hiding from us? Are you sad too? Nevaeh had always loved space, and especially the moon. Her mom was one of the few that had actually been to outer space, and Nevaeh had heard all about it since she was too young to remember. She dried her tears as she stood to her feet to look for Mom. There you are, Mama. Oh, hi, sweetheart. I'm just getting the last few things packed in my bag for my big trip tomorrow. I'm sure going to miss you. Normally when parents pack for trips, it includes their family and an exciting destination. Maybe a water park, a mountain to explore, fun rides, or rivers to play in. But not in Nevea's family. No, when her mom packed for a trip, it meant Nevea would be at grandmother's house for several weeks while mom got shot by a rocket into outer space. Guess what, Mama? What is it, my love? Her mom dropped her half folded shirt on the bed and bent down on her knees to hold Nevea's face in her hands, kissing her nose. What is it, sweetie? I was looking at a space. Mm hmm. Isn't it amazing? She looked over her shoulder out the window. But it feels so strange when the moon is covered up by that gray cloud.
1: Yeah. Mama, you know why I think the moon is hiding? I think he's sad.
0: <laughs> is he now? I don't think the man in the moon has emotions, sweetheart. The moon's just a giant rock with craters that look like a face to us but I'm going to do my best to find out why it's been hidden from us these last few months.
1: Good. Please make him happy again, Mama. Maybe he needs a friend, and then he'll stop hiding.
0: Are you sure it's not you who's sad, my dear? Nivea's mom hugged her tight. I'm sorry I have to be gone so long. I really wish I could bring you with me. Mama wiped a tear off Nivea's cheek as they talked. Maybe one day, we'll be the first mother-daughter team in space. But Nevaeh was right. Sure, she was sad, too. She always was when Mama had to leave. But she wasn't the only one. All the way from her tiny bedroom window in their small, light blue house near the ocean, even without scientific tools, she could sense the moon's sadness.
1: Hey there, meteoroid.
0: Moon said, trying to hide the sadness in his voice and his giant tears. But as fast as the meteoroid had approached the dust cloud around Moon, he was gone, without a single second to stop and talk.
1: You're so pretty with that tail of fire. And you can fly, that's so amazing. I sure wish I could fly like you. I'm not special at all. I just... Around and around and around, and... and with that thought, he shook in
0: frustration and kicked up more moon dust around himself. Hey there, Moon! Are you still over there? Came a voice from the distance. Oh, hi, Starla. How are you tonight? Bright as ever, Moon. Are you okay? I thought I heard a sniffle, and I still can't see you.
1: Mmm, I'm feeling down, Starla. A lot, down.
0: I bet you're just going through a phase.
1: What's up? Well, it's just... (laughs) It seems like everyone else is so special. And like they were made to do something cool. You and your brightness, for instance. And all I do is, well, this. What? asked Starla. Exactly! I don't do anything! That's my point. I'm boring. It makes me so sad, mad, and angry. It just makes me want to hide. I'm the most ordinary creation in the universe.
0: More dust spun around Moon as his anger made him tremble. No, you're not, Moon. You can, you know, um... Thanks for trying, Starla. Well, for what it's worth, I really like you, Moon. Starla did her best to cheer him up. You may not shine, but you're a rock star to me. Get it? Rock star! <laughs> Moon didn't feel much like laughing. He was just not sure how he could find cheer when everyone and everything else in the galaxy was special but him. He felt so alone. Goodbye, sweetie. Mom kissed Navea on the cheek. This is a short trip, so I'll see you in a couple weeks. Hold me right here while I'm gone. Mom kissed Nevaeh's hand and placed it over her heart like she always did. And I'll keep you right here. She placed her hand over her own heart. Nevaeh put her hand on top of Mama's.
1: Love you, Mama. Take a cool picture of the moon for me. I miss seeing him.
0: Of course, sweetie.
1: I love you too, more than you know.
0: Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, let's Nevaeh watched the spaceship holding her mom being thrust toward the blue sky until it was completely out of sight. There wasn't anything more amazing and at the same time more frightening than watching someone you love being flung into space. I hope you find out
1: what's wrong with the moon, Mama. I hope you can make him happy again. Maybe you being there will cheer him up. I know I'll be happy whenever I get to see you again.
0: Nevaeh climbed into the car and began the long trek to Grandma's house out in the country. By the time they arrived, the sun would be setting and she could try with all her might to look deep into the night sky in hopes of seeing a ray of light glistening off the spacecraft Mom was in, headed toward the moon. Moon peered through the dust cloud of his own making as the sun shone down on the earth. It was such a beautiful place. It looked like him. Sorta. It was a nice round shape like him. But instead of boring gray, it was colorful. With its blue water and green trees and grass. Even the clouds shading it were the most beautiful white color and looked like fluffy cotton candy. And to think that there were even people down there. Real, alive people. People that needed the water and the trees of the earth and the sun for warmth and light. He guessed they even needed the shade and the rain from the clouds to
1: survive. I wish I could do something important. I wish I was special. You know what? I am going to prove to the universe that I am special.
0: I'm going to make myself special. A small hole appeared on his dust cloud. Two big flying rocks and a giant ringed planet came into view and gave him the perfect idea. Meteoroids! Moon shouted as they drew near enough to hear. Come this way! Whether Moon's coaxing had a pull on them or not, they were both headed right at him.
1: Yes! Just you wait, Earth people. Focus your eyes this way. You're going to see something special right here from yours truly. Hey, meteoroid! What's up, Moon? Almost didn't see you there.
0: Just hanging out, said Moon, trying his best to play it cool. Can we help you get rid of that dust cloud? Asked the first meteor as it passed by. The second meteor followed and just barely brushed against Moon's surface as it passed. Tag, you're it, Moon shouted first meteoroid began orbiting the moon, excited to flee from the second in a fun game of galactic tag. Moon smiled. Even if his plan didn't work, he was at least having fun. Large rocks were playing tag around him, after all. Oh, how he hoped their tails would alight and create rings around him so he could be like Saturn, such a special planet. They chased and looped around the moon. Tag, gotcha! The second meteor said to the first with a laugh, and off they sped away from Moon without fire in their trail,
1: leaving him alone and ordinary yet again. Uh, I guess that didn't work. But having friends to play with was kind of nice.
0: He lifted his gaze and through another small hole in his dust covering saw a speck of sunlight reflecting off of a shiny silver object between him and the earth headed his direction. What's that? It's shiny, but it doesn't look like a meteor tail. The flying object captured his attention and helped him to forget his self-pity, at least for a moment. It's getting closer!
1: As the object grew closer, it slowed down. Hello, little unidentified flying object. What are you? Oh.
0: The small, shiny object bumped right into him and stopped, kicking up even more moon dust. (laughs) Hehe, that tickles. He giggled as the spacecraft put down its legs on his dusty surface. A few minutes later, he noticed a tiny round face look through a small circle in the shiny spacecraft. Wow! It was good to see something other than his own dust. You must be a people.
1: I haven't seen one of you in light years. Did you come here to see me? His hope rose and fell. You must be lost. The sun is that way. And the planet with the rings is that way. And Starla and millions as bright as her all around. I'm not special. I know you didn't mean to land your flying machine here.
0: But to his surprise, they didn't take off to fly somewhere more special. Instead, the face from the window emerged from the spacecraft, peeking out of a huge white suit. He or she or whatever it was stepped and then bounced on Moon's surface. (laughs) Moon <laughs> stifled a giggle as the astronaut's feet tickled him. mission control, my feet are planted. It's absolutely beautiful here, even with the dust. Nevaeh's mom spoke into the radio built into her spacesuit. copy that, Captain Curtis. We see you. Way to go. Moon kept his eyes on Captain Curtis, Nevaeh's mom, the astronaut. He was amazed at everything about her. The way she was able to move her legs and bounce around his dusty surface, how there was only one person, but somehow when she talked, there was another voice answering her, and the amazing machine she had come out of—it was all so fascinating and special. Captain Curtis knelt down and began to collect some of the dust that remained on Moon's surface.
1: hee.
0: <laughs> that tickles. Shh, excuse me. Mission Control, what was that? Shh, nothing, Captain Curtis. Uh, we we see you. You're doing great. What did I just hear? I know I heard giggles. Maybe I'm just missing Nevea and hearing her voice in my mind. She said aloud, without pressing her radio to contact Mission Control. Sorry, Mr. Astronaut, that was me. Captain Curtis looked behind her and then spun all the way around trying to find the voice with her limited vision inside of her space helmet. It's Mrs. Astronaut, but who's there? It's me, the moon. Captain Curtis's feet shook as Moon talked.
1: Ah! No, you're going crazy, Curtis. No, you're not. Sorry to scare you. It's just you're tickling me every time you touch me. <laughs> So, you can feel things? The moon has feelings? You betcha. Feelings of sadness and anger and ordinarity. Ordinarity? You know, not feeling special. I think you just
0: made that word up. Am I really giving the moon a vocabulary lesson? This is hurting my brain in so many ways. (gasps) Oh my! Nova was right, Captain Curtis stood up, unsure how to look the moon that she stood on in the face as they talked. My daughter knew it. She knew you were sad. Is that why you've had a cloud around you? She chose to focus her eyes on nothing particular and the dust cloud covering her. Maybe. If Moon could have looked away and crossed his arms, he would have.
1: <laughs> I just fell down
0: while the rest of us look up to you, not down. At least those of us on Earth. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you, Moon. I- I'm sorry. Why are you sad? Why do you feel ordinarity? Captain Curtis knew it wasn't a word, but she went with it anyway, as she sat down on Moon to listen.
1: All the stars shine so brightly. The sun, I mean, he's the center of the universe, right? Oh, I wish I could just be a little bit like him. Even the meteoroids fly through the sky and sometimes get burning fire tails that follow them. And what do I do?
0: Yeah, what do you do? Besides talk, never knew that. I've been researching you my entire life. When my mother was a kid, the first astronauts came up here to learn about you, and I've been fascinated by you ever since I was born. So please
1: tell me more about what you do! I would love to learn more! Really? You're not kidding? You think I'd do something special? What? I don't do anything! I sit here. I rotate like everything else in the solar system. Nothing special to see here. Which makes me wonder, why are you here? Actually, I was supposed to be
0: headed to the International Space Station, But ever since you got covered in the cloud of... dust, she said, looking at the cloud around her and the moon. We've missed your light and wondered what's been going on.
1: So I'm here to find out. You've missed my light? The sun is where light comes from, not from me. You're right.
0: Our light on Earth does come from the sun. But when our side of the Earth is away from the sun...
1: You, my friend, reflect the sun's light to us. You're our nightlight. Hold up. I shine light? I do something special? You better believe it. But it's not because you have
0: rings or shoot through the sky or even shake dust everywhere to hide yourself when you're mad. You're special, Moon, because you reflect the greatness of someone even more special than yourself.
1: The sun? Wow. The sun sees me fit to be its partner, to be used to show its light? Sure does. You're that special, Moon.
0: You don't have to do anything or be anything on your own to be impressive and special. You just have to reflect the greatness of the magnificent sun onto the Earth. And you do an awesome job at that, when you're not covered with dust at least. Shh. Captain Curtis, is everything all right? You've been sitting still for a long while. Yes, I'm good, just thinking about and admiring God's amazing creation. There's nothing at all like the moon. Just sitting here, I'm uncovering some answers to our problem. Great work, Captain. We wish we could take it in with you. Over and out. As Captain Curtis stood to her feet and began moonwalking again, Moon stifled a giggle. Sorry, I'll try my best not to tickle you. And do you think you could maybe stop kicking up dust around you so that we can
1: have our nightlight back? Most definitely. I can't believe I'm special. And special to the sun, no less. Thank you for showing me. And thank you
0: for reflecting light for us
1: and for allowing
0: us to explore on your surface. Anytime. Captain Curtis continued collecting samples and did her astronaut work for the next week as Moon's dust began to clear. Grandma, look! yelled Nevaeh as she came bursting through the door of Grandma's house. The moon, I can see it again! She grabbed Grandma by the hand and led her outside onto the porch. Well, I'll be. You sure can. That mother of yours is one amazing astronaut. I don't know what she did, but it sure worked.
1: Yay! Way to go, Mama!
0: Nevea yelled at the top of her lungs, wishing her voice would travel all the way to her mother. When does Mama get home? I can't wait to find out what happened. Just a few days, sweetheart, and I know she'll be excited to tell us all about it.
1: hey Hey, moon you sound more like
0: yourself today and i can see you again looks like your sadness was just a phase after all i guess so i found out that i'm special well i could have told you that god doesn't make things that aren't special
1: but how so what do you mean well i was up all night waiting for the sun to come up then it dawned on me (laughs) get it the sun dawned on me I see you have your sense of humor back. I love that about you, Moon. You're so funny. But seriously, what happened? Really, for real, the sun dawned on me. I learned the sun uses me to shine light on the Earth at night. I'm the Earth's night light. Can you imagine? The sun reflects off little old me. Wow! Who knew? And I didn't even need to do anything myself to be special. Because the sun, the sun, chose me to be its partner. I'm so happy for you, Moon. That's amazing. You've got a really special job. Congratulations. Thanks. I won't ever kick out my desk cloud again. I've got important work to do. The Earth needs me.
0: Nevaeh ran into her mother's arms. It was way past her bedtime, but that didn't dampen her excitement.
1: Mama, you did it! Look, we can see the moon again!
0: Oh, sweetie, it's so good to see you. Captain Curtis, still donning her space suit, gave Nevaeh a big kiss. And guess what? What, Mama? I owe you an apology. For what? Not believing you about the moon being sad. Oh, really, it was? How did you know? You'll never believe it. Yes, I will, Mama. Please tell me. Okay, but you and I will be the only ones to know. Nevaeh's eyes lit up as her mom picked her up and whispered into her ear. He talked to me and told me so. (sighs) Nevaeh whispered back into her mom's ear. How did you help him? He didn't know he was special. Nevaeh's eyes showed her disbelief. He had no idea the sun reflected off of him. To give us light on earth. So I told him. Nevaeh's excitement took over and she forgot to whisper.
1: That's amazing. Way to go, Mama.
0: She quickly covered her mouth. Way to go, Mama. And you know what else is special? Nevaeh furrowed her brow. You, my dear, for so many reasons, including your understanding of the moon. Nevaeh's smile lit up her face like the sun does the moon. Thanks, Mama. I'm proud of you. Oh, I've got something to show you. Captain Curtis took her helmet and gloves off and grabbed a small camera out of her spacesuit pocket. I got a picture for you. I almost forgot and took it as we were leaving. Nevea's smile grew. As she looked at the little screen, she knew beyond a doubt that she could see the man in the moon, the real man, smiling. Friends, thank you for listening today. Ah, I hope you guys still have your astronaut helmets on. Looks like we're headed to space. Ah! Phew. We didn't spin out of orbit that time. And check us out, we're already at the moon. It's amazing how fast you can travel in your imagination.
1: Hey, Moon. Hi, Miss Adventure. Hey, kids. Guess what? I just finished my first talent show. Oh, yeah? That's exciting. Did you reflect the sun's light? You betcha. And I won the Constellation Prize. You won a Constellation Prize? (laughs) Haha, nope. The Constellation Prize, it goes to the second place for best performance in the night sky. Oh, wow. Way to go. Thanks. I couldn't do it without the sun. I'd just be a boring old rock without him. Me too, Moon. You'd be a boring rock without the sun?
0: I thought you were a people. You're right. W- what I meant to say is that I'm like you. I get my specialness from reflecting the greatness of someone amazing
1: too. Hmm, I don't know anyone greater than the sun. Who do you reflect? The maker of the sun. God.
0: You reflect God? No way. It's true. We people aren't created to be great on our own, but to reflect God's goodness to the world. God made us to bear his image, for others to see how great he is. I used to think I needed to make myself special by doing something no one else had done. Me too. Did it work? (laughs) Hardly. I tried ballet, and during a performance I fell flat on my face in front of the crowd. Have I ever told you that I have no grace and poise? And then there was the time that I tried to impress the world by eating the most hot dogs in ten minutes. The only thing I reflected that day was the shine from the toilet. No matter how hard I tried, I couldn't do something amazing enough to feel special. Even when I succeeded at something, underwater basket weaving, the successful feeling only lasted a minute. Then I had to come up for air. That's when God taught me a valuable lesson. What makes me special is his love for me and his choice to reflect his goodness off of me into the world. I'm amazed that he would choose me to call attention to him. Compared to him, I'm nothing.
1: I understand that. But because of him, you are something, Miss Adventure. You're like a mirror showing off God to the world that needs to know him. Just like I'm a mirror reflecting the sun onto the earth at night. So, how does God reflect off of you? That's a great question, Moon. Jesus told us, recorded in the
0: book of Matthew, that you are the light of the world, a town built on a hill that can't be hidden. Also, people do not light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand. Then it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine so others can see it. They will see the good things you do, and they will bring glory to your Father who is in heaven. So God reflects off of me because he lives in me and allows me to do good things. One of those good things is loving other people, even and especially when they're not easy to love. Like a little sister that always gets you in trouble, or a big brother that teases you, or a neighbor that hurts your feelings. Because God lives inside of us, he gives us the power to live differently than how we feel. And that reflects his goodness and glory to the world and shows his love to them. And that's just one way. Friends, can you think of any other ways that God reflects his light from you to shine on the world when you are his child? Maybe you can take some time to talk about this with your family today. God's so good to love us and let us be used by him to show others how great he is. Yes, he is. This week, we should all try to live like Moon. Let God shine and reflect off of us, to show others his love. Thanks for helping us learn more about Jesus this week, Moon.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for coming to visit. I'll see you later, Miss Adventure. Bye-bye, Moon. I'll see you next time, too, friends. Bye-bye.